0: Okay, welcome to another segment of The Left Wing. My name is Desmond Price. I am the host of the Independent Thought Podcast. We are also joined by my co-host, Dr. Erica, host of the Cocktails and Capitalism Podcast, and my other co-host, John Cooper, host of Counterpoint Politics. We are joined today by our special guest, Sadia Mirza, the editor and editor of The Progressivist. Thank you for joining us today. Really do appreciate it. And you have brought a topic with you today for us to discuss. Can you tell us a little bit about the topic we're going to be discussing today?
1: Uh, Certainly. Um, As many of you may or may not know, I am uh, here in Houston, Texas. Uh, So I am uh, right in the middle of all of the attacks, you would say, that are going on on, you know, people who can give birth. And uh, it's become really rough, as we had expected. And basically what's happened is that we've had three concurrent uh, abortion laws that kind of overlap each other, which is... Cornered many women that are looking for healthcare um, into not receiving healthcare, and now these women that have been put in those positions where you know either they're they're carrying uh, stillborn children that they're forced to give birth to that you know again they're they have fatal um, uh, prognoses, and once they're born, they're they're passed away within four hours. Uh, women that are told to basically go wait in their cars and you know we can't touch you until you know you're your uh, I forget what it's called um, dropping or uh, basically that we see that your vitals are no longer optimal um, you've got people that are carrying uh, fetuses that no longer can develop a brain fully um, you know they're missing pieces of their skull uh, and so they are given antidepressants and told to carry on with their pregnancies And um, these women, uh, my heart goes out to them and they've come together and there are, I think at this time, maybe 11 or 12 people, 12 women that have joined a lawsuit and they are suing the state of Texas because they've been put through so much trauma. And uh, that's kind of what I wanted to go over today and how I I, I would really love for anybody who's pro-life, anybody who is like, you know, standing behind all these bills, tell me, how this is pro-life explain why torturing women having them carry stillborn babies you know they're receiving well wishes from people who know that they're pregnant but at the same time they're planning the funeral for you know their child tell me how that's pro-life
2: i think that one of the issues that we have with the whole abortion debate is that Most of the people who are anti-abortion, I I think, are generally of morally sound mind. They're like, abortion's murder, it is wrong, we should stop. And if you think abortion's murder, I don't think you're a monster for saying we shouldn't do it. However, I think the problem is they don't understand a lot of the add-on side effects of that solution to the problem. Because as you're saying, just like we're seeing in Texas, if you have such a carpet ban... You are going to end up with women who are hurt, who are killed, who didn't get the medical care they need because the doctor had to check with a lawyer. And by the time they got back, it was too late. And if you're, you know, people are still going to say abortion ban, murder, whatever. okay, but you also have to reckon with the consequences of a ban like that, that is so uh, overbearing um, that you are going to be hurting innocent people who don't deserve it. Um, innocent, breathing, living people who I believe the vast majority of people who are anti-abortion would still say, I'd rather save their life than the life of a fetus. You know, so there's so many Republicans out there that go, oh yeah, no, in in cases of rape or incest or in cases in threatening the life of the mother, of course an abortion is okay. And that's the vast majority. But then when politicians institute laws that go against that, that do put
0: mothers' lives in danger, I don't hear them calling them out in the same way. No, it all feels a little fake to me when I when I hear because I, I think maybe the average person who has these conversations about being pro life, you know, like maybe they like wholeheartedly, you know, feel the way that they do, it, and I'm sure plenty of them do. The ones that I've talked to, they they feel kind of similar to how you were describing John, mm-hmm. but the politicians who claim to be pro life, you know, I, I'm constantly attacking them for for mm-hmm. having that stance because it, it's obvious to me that almost none of them actually you know, are actually pro-life in the way that we we would probably like assume a pro-life stance would be like, they don't actually care about taking care of people. Once they come out of the womb, they just want to make sure that something does come out of the womb. And I kind of just, you know, I could sit here and just like, you know, lay out all of my cases for why I think that, you know, these laws are absolutely terrible, but I don't want to take too much time away from from Sadia and Erica here because I can never give birth. So I, I would. I'm actually more interested in hearing what y'all both have to think about these laws because you know these are laws that more impact you than they do me. For for people who say that abortion is murder or that you know we should be outlawing it completely, like w- what do you say to people who make cases like that?
3: I've I've had conversations with folks like that. Uh, I don't even know what the right approach is. Um, I, I guess emphasizing that. Uh, women's bodily autonomy is incredibly important if, if you care about freedom in this country and if you care about small government um, you should care about the government coming in and trying to control women's bodies in this way uh, to the point where someone who is giving birth is worried about going to the bathroom because they might get arrested if they actually accidentally go into labor like the 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 criminalization of of something that women cannot control at all a lot of the time you know a lot of these cases it's completely out of their control and yet they find themselves treated like a criminal in their own state uh for just being fucking pregnant it's 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 so it makes me think of like like kafka it makes me think of like these kafka-esque scenarios where you're just like I can't do anything and still be in the in is still be pre- acting legally you know I cannot do the right thing to satisfy the powers that be and that is so I don't know it just it's so deeply disturbing on so many levels I mean I guess um talking to folks who believe in um you know uh sorry I'm, I'm really <laughs> messing this up here but yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I would just emphasize to folks um, how disturbingly, um, how this is stripping women's freedom and how this is an example of big government. Um, you know, all the things that Republicans say that they really, really care about, this is actually working against. So,
1: yeah. And I, I also honestly also feel bad for the nurses and doctors who yeah. have, have taken a Hippocratic oath to do no harm and to offer you medical services. And when they are in a position where I consider it violating HIPAA, if if I'm having an issue and I'm incapacitated and you're calling, Ted Cruz's office to figure out if you're going to, you know, face trial and go to jail for it. Why Why is my personal information, I am terrified to get pregnant here. I, My husband and I, we don't know where we are in the family planning process, but I'll tell you, it is the most helpless feeling to know that if something happens to me, because I'm considered advanced maternal age, right? Um, if something happens to me, my husband cannot make my decision for me. Literally, the state is going to make it. And we've seen that happen to these women that are bringing this, this, a uh, lawsuit against the state of Texas and i i don't know where it's going to go because i don't i don't think it's about fetuses like if i threw like uh, you know somebody somebody said this and i never got out of my head if i threw a petri dish with like you know a 6 week old i think it's an embryo at that point if i throw that out a window and i throw a baby a 6 month old baby out the window and you can only rescue one we all know that you're not going to go for yeah. the petri dish and that's because you don't consider that Actually, a life, and these lawmakers that that are making these policies have no idea how healthcare works. And I, I agree with you guys that there's a lot of pro-life people that um, their their understanding of this is very two dimensional. They they don't they don't see the intricacies of what goes into a pregnancy from woman to woman and what what happens in their decision making process or what happens in the in developmental process. Um, and we've got lawmakers that I don't know if you're watching the politics out of state of Texas. Um, they're they're just passing laws, half inebriated, and that that bothers me. These are real people's oh, lives. These are people. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know the sad thing is that uh, again, uh, compared to other people, that 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 person that was slurring, he's a decent one of those decent Republicans. He's not half bad, right? Like if we're gonna compare, yeah, yeah, he's not half bad. So compared to people like Ken Paxton, um, so it's 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 a very harsh reality here when you've got like a ban that'll put your healthcare provider, you know, behind bars and, you know, take away their medical practicing license. If there's a heartbeat, they can't do anything. You know, a heartbeat means nothing without a brain. So I don't know who made that stupid law. Um, you, you can, you can be a heart, but can you actually function in the world? Probably not. Someone not so using a... their brain. <laughs> oh, maybe that's why Abbott likes it. Uh, it reminds him uh, a lot of himself, but <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. Like it's, I wish them well, and I know this is not easy for them because they are grieving at the same time. Um, They are, you know, some of them are permanently scarred from this, you know, this political theater I I consider a lot of Republicans are doing. Um, And some of them may not actually be able to have children again because of these crazy, ridiculous laws that they're passing. So um, I hope that they win their
2: lawsuits. I think you brought up a great thing there, of how you feel scared, you know, to, to be a person who is sexually active, who could become pregnant and has no idea that you could lose control of your own body. You lose the rights to do what you want with your own body. And that's scary. That's terrifying. That's what you, you look at a dystopian Hollywood film and that's it, you know, like that, that's how that feels. And that's how these laws make women feel in these places. And for the women who, I'm not saying all women who don't feel that way, but for the people who don't feel that way, I also think it comes down to education, that there's a reason why you see the most strict laws in the conservative states with the lowest levels of education, because people simply don't understand what goes into pregnancy, what goes in, like, they're like, oh, pregnancy is easy. Women are built to do it. It's like, no, it's hard. It sucks. It's terrible. I would never want to do it. I thank God every day that I'll never have to. It sounds miserable. And people don't know, like, I'll, I'll be, t- this is one of the topics I talk a lot about with conservatives, because it's one of those, I think education is so important. And I can't tell you how many times I've been talking to a woman. And I've said that 25% of pregnancies end in a miscarriage. And they're like, no, they yeah. don't. And I'm like, yeah. Yes, they do. <laughs> like, and they're like, I think I would know that. I'm like, no, you wouldn't, because we didn't teach this in school. We don't. Te- we we don't teach, you know, comprehensive sexual education in school. We don't provide people with the information of how these things really work. And lawmakers who want to control people's bodies, who want to have scapegoats, who want to kind of coalesce this conservative movement, want to take advantage of uneducated people. Who are like abortion is murder, and it's like okay, no that that's what they're doing. They, as you said, Desmond, the politicians know better, and it's it's a very unfortunate they almost purposely underfund fund education and don't want comprehensive sexual education and don't want the people to know about this by default because then they can't control them this way.
0: Yeah, and, and it's not just and it's not stopping anytime soon. I mean, recently Ohio, the you know uh, House Republicans in that state are trying to put forth a bill where you can't talk about issues like abortion at any level of school, like at no mm-hmm. level of school, like they want to just remove it completely. They want to remove that and other things as well, marriage, climate change, so on and so forth. It's a whole wish list of topics they want to silence. But th- this to me is just rooted in nothing other than, and you know, I apologize for those out there who might be Christians, but this just feels like there's nothing other than just you know, religious ideas. You know, the belief that, Life begins at conception, which is something that's more or less just debated in religion and not in science, because there's no real like scientific, you know, definitive stance about when life starts. We used to—that's the reason why Roe v. Wade was put in place for so long, because we had to put it in a place of well, this is when the you know fetuses are most less like viable when they come out of the womb. It's like that 20-week mark, and so now we are taking that out of the equation and just basing it off of more or less religious beliefs. You know, so many people think life begins at conception. So now we're going to make sure that we call all abortion murder, so on and so forth. And this mixture of religion into our politics is something that Republicans claim that they don't want, you know, like uh, that they've always claimed they want that separation of like church and state because, you know, they always are quick to fear monger anytime that people want to talk about, you know, uh, well, Sharia law might be coming to America, but when it comes to Christianity, it's completely okay to mix that into state laws all over the place. So I am very fearful of the direction this country is going in and how Republicans are more or less trying to create what just feels like a theocratic state.
3: You know, on the topic of religion, uh, the, the, example we're talking about or the the horrific story that we're talking about of kirsten hogan i mean she said that she didn't want to have um religious figures come in and and basically like counsel her throughout this whole process she's in the hospital for days she didn't want that she's made that clear but she kept being subjected to that the whole time she's going through this absolute trauma like where is the separation of church and state this woman is being forced to stay in this hospital and she's being forced to be counseled by religious people like that love that detail just kind of blew my mind as well just that you're it's not only stripping you of your bodily autonomy but your religious autonomy as well your religious freedom it's really disgusting but also i mean i know that the origin of of Abortion being a solidly Republican issue, um, it wasn't. It didn't come out of religion. It came out of like agendas that people had that they wanted to bring this into the fold, the the Republican fold, rally people around that issue, and use that as like a a wedge issue. So like, I don't I don't know that history that clearly, but I've started to go through it, and I definitely want to explore that more in future episodes. Um, but I don't know if any, if any of you have heard more about that history a bit, Sadia, maybe a little.
1: Yeah, actually the Baptists, um, they never, this abortion was never an issue. Uh, I think in the seventies, even they, they, that wasn't part of their platform. It's something that they started doing when they needed to create two sides. We are this way. You are that way. Yeah. Um, cause in the Bible itself, and I know people will say it's in the old Testament. There's little, literally a place where it talks about like, Hey, um, the priest can make a potion if, uh, you know, you have something cooking in the oven that doesn't need to be there. So, you know, it's very, it's, there's a, there's oh, a, the there's a, there's a recipe in there. So to me, as a, as, as somebody that's agnostic, that means that that was part of, that was just part of day to day. It was healthcare, um, that was available even in your religious doctrine, whether you want to acknowledge that it was there or not, it is, um, and, and to the pastoral care point that you brought up. Uh, that burned me up because they, for, like you said, they forced her to stay in the hospital for five days. Okay. She can't leave. Who's covering that bill. If yeah. those pastors really wanted to help you sh- and, and they really want to do all this, you know, pro-life, we're all about this cover her bill, make sure that you're making sure her hospital stays covered, make sure her medica- medical um, care is covered. Her medicines are covered her, her post. Uh, what is that? When, when you have a uh, a DNC, I forget all, all of that if you really want to help, rather than going there holding her hand, make sure that you're taking care of her financial expenditures that you're forcing her to have.
2: I think that the there are some, how do I say this, good anti-abortion people who have a clear goal of wanting to reduce abortions. And when you talk to them, they mention things like that. They're like, oh, no, yeah, no, we, we should have... You know, paid for healthcare for anyone who gets pregnant. We should have free contraceptives. We should have uh you know comprehensive sexual education because all of these things reduce abortion. And the reason I say that it is about control primarily is because these politicians don't say that. They don't say, oh, we need to have these things that reduce abortion. We just need to stop people from having abortions. We need to be able to have women who can't ha- get access to contraception um, because it's too expensive for them, and th- th- they're too poor, and they're going to have sex, so they're going to get pregnant. They're going to be forced to have the kid. They're going to not, they're going to have to exit the workforce, uh, They're they're which is going to have them less money. Uh, they're going to end up having poor kids who are less educated, who are then able to, c- to continue to control. Like, it's not... A conspiracy theory to say this is about control because if it wasn't about control then why on earth would you not be doing every other policy that has been clearly proven to reduce abortions Um, it clearly is about something else then
3: i'm i'm uh lining up a conversation in an episode with the author of an article that says the title was um republicans won't shut up about how aborted fetuses could be workers and it just it just lays out all the time that Republicans say we need more laborers, and that's why we're banning abortion and it, domestic it's supply of infants, right? Domestic supply of infants, exactly. But it's shocking the number of times that this is stated explicitly, like we don't want to let you have the abortion because we want more white children in this country.
2: You <laughs> know, mm-hmm. what was it? George Carlin said Republicans want live babies so they can have dead soldiers oh god
1: (laughs) you should should add to add to your uh, conversation that they tried to i don't know where where this stands but they had a bill um that you could get a tax credit here uh in texas and the the if you have kids right but there's a very specific tax credit that you get yeah it can't be divorced and i think it's the eight to ten kids that you have to have with the same person yeah. What? So you get tax. Yeah, you can get a tax credit for that. So basically we are broodmares. They want you to be a brood mare. They want to replenish that workforce. So I would look into that if you want to ask them about that.
3: Will. Oh my God.
1: God. Yeah. <laughs> so fucked well up. Yep. And I know people that were totally for it. I know people personally that were like, that's a great idea. I looked at them and I was just like. Uh, did we hear the same thing? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, what planet
3: are you living on?
1: <laughs> planet, planet Texas. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it is about control. They do worry about like, hey, nobody wants to work these low paying jobs and we're closing the border. But so <laughs> if we're closing the border, we're going to need people. Nobody's going to move here to Texas because we're Texas. So let's just make these workers ourselves and uh, you ladies, you know. There's a sweet tax credit for you if you if you're ready for it.
3: Want to pump out ten babies? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the, stip, the stipulations have gone through. I think a couple of edits. So I wonder what the count is now. But I, I, I that 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 is that is the kind of stuff that they're putting forth. And so it is it is completely as John said. It is about control and it is about replenishing that workforce that they're not willing to have immigrants do. That's for sure.